Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Buffalo Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief of BuffaloRumlinks.com. This is Buffalo Rumlinks Q&A, and with the Buffalo Bills back at St. John Fisher for training camp 2019, it's a great, great time to get your questions in to see what's going on at training camp. You can call us at 716-508-0405, text us at that number too, and we've got a text message on that line today. You can send us in your questions at Rumlinks Q and A on Twitter. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle of it. You can email us Buffalo Rumlinks at SBNation.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. You can leave a comment in the comment section at BuffaloRumlinks.com in our show notes articles. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Also, a good time to mention that we have six podcasts on the Buffalo Rumblings channel. You should be downloading and listening to them all, whether it's for uh, the food and season previews that Nick and Nolan did on their show or the interview with Sean Murphy, who's at Bill's training camp over the weekend that Circling the Wagons did. There's been some great content over at the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. Make sure you check those out. This week's question I'm getting a lot has to do with the first round of practices at St. John Fisher. The first four days of practice were Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And folks have been asking me who has been standing out at training camp. John Brown is the name that comes to mind uh, most frequently. We had an article on it at buffalorumleagues.com. He's really been showing off complete skill set at wide receiver. He can run all the routes in the route tree. He's running routes that Josh Allen really likes throwing, all of those deep balls, whether it's trying to take the top off the defense or a deep out or flags and and posts and all those great routes that Allen really likes chucking it down the field. And so his air yards per attempt to Brown has been super high. And he's also trying to build a rapport with Allen because he was with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson last year. And so he's just trying to get that big-armed quarterback to throw him the ball, and Brown has been delivering. He's been making great adjustments to the ball in the air. He has a chance to do something really special in 2019 with Josh Allen. Uh, Cole Beasley is the other guy that's been standing out. His ability to get open underneath is just remarkable. And if he and Allen can get on the same page, that's going to be a nice uh, situation to monitor as well, and that's a big if right now. They weren't able to work out together in the spring because Beasley was recovering from core muscle surgery. And part of that slot receiver job is to find space underneath and just be on the same page as the quarterback. And they haven't really been able to develop that chemistry yet. It's, it's a little bit unlike Brown. Brown is going for, you know, a spot on the field. He, they're, they're trying to work on timing in that regard where Beasley and Allen are trying to work on timing on just being on the same page so that when Beasley's able to shake his defender and sit in a spot in the zone that Allen can find him. So it, both of those guys have been really impressive so far in camp. The connection between Allen and Brown has been much better than the connection between Allen and Beasley. 
but we'll see how that develops as they're going through training camp and into the preseason and of course the regular season. And that's the question I'm getting a lot this week. Who stood out in the first few practices at Bill's training camp? Our next question comes from our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Hi, my name is Paul Baumgartner from Mesa, Arizona. A long, long time Buffalo fan. I was wondering how Duke Williams is doing. I don't see anything about him. Haven't heard anything about him. Let us know. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Paul. Thanks for calling in all the way from Arizona. Duke Williams got a lot of play when he joined the Bills this offseason. He's a former high recruit at Auburn. He played very well there until he was suspended uh, and eventually had to join the NFL's undrafted free agent. Didn't make the Rams roster. Ended up exploding in the CFL last season for them. Bunch of touchdowns, bunch of yards. We've talked about him on previous podcasts. And a lot of Bills fans were pinning their hopes on Duke Williams kind of coming in and being this great wide receiver for the Bills. Then the Bills went out and signed John Brown and Cole Beasley. They added um, undrafted receivers. They totally remade their wide receiver room. And Williams has really been on the outside looking in. He showed off really well at rookie minicamp, mainly because he was what, four years older, three years older than a lot of the guys he was playing next to and just had the physicality that he needed. His body was developed differently than those rookies that were just coming out of college, you know, been in nutrition programs instead of training for the draft, stuff like that. And so he was very, very good in the spring. But now that we're in the summer, he's just been presenting a little bit differently. Based on how this question was asked, it seems like you wanted him to be a key part of what the Bills plans were at wide receiver in 2019. I don't know that. I'm just inferring that from the way you asked the question. And unfortunately for those folks that really wanted Williams to be impactful in 2019, he's really faded into the background at training camp. He's been running with the third team offense and uh, not really getting that many snaps. Uh, There's been a clear pecking order at wide receiver and Duke Williams is not in that. Uh, he's going to have to play his butt off in the preseason games to to make the roster. That's something that uh, Robert Foster was able to do last year. He played really, really well in those preseason games and was able to crack the roster because of that. And you're going to have to see the same thing from Duke Williams if you want him on the Bills roster in 2019. Thanks for your question all the way from Arizona. He called us at 716-508-0405. We're over to Twitter for our Twitter question of the day from Kush to Push, who in a related question asks us, do you see Buffalo keeping seven wide receivers on the final roster? In my 53-man roster projection before camp, I had them keeping six wide receivers. Um, I only had five on my earlier ones. In 2018, the Bills kept 
six wide receivers, Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, Andre Holmes, Jeremy Curley, Ray Ray McLeod, and Robert Sir on their 53-man roster going into the regular season. Now, obviously, that turned over a lot because at the end of the season, Benjamin, Holmes, and Curley weren't on the roster, and Foster had been off the roster and then was back on the roster. So there's obviously a number that Sean McDermott likes uh, is, right, is six. It, it's right around there. Going back a year earlier, it was also six. And if you can name these guys, I'd be shocked. It was uh, Brandon Tate, Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones, Andre Holmes, Kalen Clay, Corey, Philly Brown were the six wide receivers the Bills went into the 2017 season with on their roster. So I think that that six number is the number that we want to look at. And in my 53-man roster projection, I had it as uh, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Zay Jones, who've been running with the top three so far in training camp. Beyond them, it's Robert Foster, who's really their fourth wide receiver, and Andre Holmes, who's their fifth wide receiver and return specialist. So that leaves one roster spot. In my projection, I gave it to David Sills, but he has not been very good so far in training camp in the first week. Uh, it's been more of Ray Ray McLeod, surprisingly, the, the Bills' six-round pick in 2018 who's been really stepping up his game during training camp. Other guys like Isaiah McKenzie uh, might factor into this, but you know Ray Ray McLeod could come in, be a backup punt returner if Andre Holmes gets hurt. Could be another inside slot receiver kind of backing up uh, Cole Beasley. He could just add a lot. And the Bills, of course, invested a draft pick in him, so they might want to keep him around too. So those are the six I see making the roster right now. And it seems like six is that magic number for the Bills heading into final cuts coming up at the end of August. Thanks for your question on Twitter. Kush to push at Rumlings Q&A. We'll be right back after this quick break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We switch gears here after the break and turn to the offensive line where Chris, the PA, asks us on Twitter, what's the projected starting offensive line? Dawkins, Spain, Morse, Long, and Ford? Question mark. Well, that's pretty much been the running order. Um, during parts of camp. We've got four spots that haven't changed really at all with the first team offensive line, and that's Dawkins at left tackle, Quentin Spain at left guard, Mitch Morse at center, and then Cody Ford at right tackle, which leaves right guard has been rotating between John Feliciano 
and Spencer Long. Long has more starts than Feliciano does over the course of their career, but uh, Feliciano seems to be running just a touch ahead of Long, at least in terms of snap counts. Now, Joe Biscalia was talking about this the other day in his podcast, the Bills Beat Podcast, one of the podcasts I love to listen to, and he was saying that he has been unimpressed with Feliciano. So maybe it's just snap counts right now with Feliciano being ahead, trying to give him his chance, and then uh, Long's coming in and just kind of being the steadying presence or something like that. But Feliciano's getting more snaps at right guard with the first team than Long is. And when Mitch Morris sat out for his rest day, Feliciano was the one that was at center, not Long, who has experience starting in the NFL at center, where Feliciano doesn't. So for whatever reason, they're giving John Feliciano a big-time chance to stake a claim on the starting offensive line right now. But let's circle back to a couple other things. Uh, earlier in this offseason, we talked about a little bit where Deion Dawkins may not have been the left tackle. Uh, we had worried that he may have regressed last year, but the Bills are just giving him every single snap at first-team left tackle right now. Obviously, that can change as we get further into camp, but uh, Ty Insecki is really the only other player that's been taking any other left tackle reps that could unseat him. And... Uh, it hasn't been very much. There was one time where Dawkins and Spain were taken out with the first team and uh, Inseki, and I can't remember who was replacing Spain at left guard, but they had guys rotating in with the first team, but it was for one set at the very end of practice. I think it was the second or third day, so not really uh, anything substantial. So Dawkins is really entrenched at that left tackle spot, at least for now. Uh, so it, it, he hasn't he hasn't been pulled at all at left tackle. Spain is probably the biggest surprise on the offensive line right now. Not because we didn't think he could handle it, but we just thought it would be more of an open competition at that left guard spot. And he's the only person that's been taking left guard reps except for that one little series that we talked about with uh, Dawkins here just a second ago. Spain has been day in, day out that left guard uh, right next to Dawkins and right next to Morse. And so it really seems like the left side is penned in right now. That could change after like the first preseason game or those Carolina practices or something like that. But it just, it's written in pen right now. Same thing with Cody Ford at right tackle. Even though he's been struggling with edge rushers and speed, something that was a concern of, of folks when he was coming out of college in the 2019 NFL draft is that he couldn't set the edge. He couldn't get to the speed rushers on the outside and he has been being beaten in Bill's training camp. So you might see eventually at some point him moving into guard where he doesn't have to deal with that speed outside the edge. But so far, Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, everybody that's talked to the media has said that the plan is to keep him at right tackle for as long as possible and not to put too much on his plate. So maybe the Bills end up starting the year with Spencer Longer, John Feliciano at right guard, Ty Insecki at right tackle, and Cody Ford is your swing lineman. So that could be an interesting kind of scenario, whereas you know, most people were expecting Ford to come in and start at right tackle and have Ty Insecki be your sixth offensive lineman, the guy that could flip-flop between left tackle and right tackle. I don't think Ford, they would put Ford at left tackle. If something happened with Deion Dawkins, they would probably put Inseki there and then slot Ford in at right tackle. So there's a lot of moving parts going on still in the offensive line, but really it has been super stable compared to what we thought it was going to be. It's been Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Quentin Spade at left guard, Mitch Morris at center, Cody Ford at right tackle, and then... John Feliciano and Spencer Long rotating at that right guard spot. 
with Ty Nseke playing mostly on the right side, right tackle, but he has got some work in at left tackle. Um, guys like Y Teller or other guys you may have thought might be in competition for a starting spot really haven't played any significant steps um, at, at, on, with the first team. Thanks for your question on Twitter at Rumlings Q and A. We'll be right back after this quick break. Next up is a text message from MT in Rochester. That's into 716-508-0405, who says, there's a lot of talk about the depth at wide receiver and running back, but how about the linebackers? With Milano coming back from injury and an aging Zoe, how's the depth behind the presumed starters looking? In particular, rookie Voshan Joseph. Does he have a shot to make the roster and make an impact on the field? Well, Tremaine Edmonds is often overlooked in that 2018 draft class because of Josh Allen and the importance of the franchise quarterback. But Edmonds has really developed into a great young linebacker by the age of 21. He started rough at the beginning of his rookie season, but he was only 20 years old. Now, at the age of 21, he is really making his presence felt in the middle of that defense. He is trying to pick up the mantle of leadership that Kyle Williams was holding before he left. Um, obviously, Lorenzo Alexander's still there and still in the room, but but Trey is the one calling the defense. He's the one that's in every play, in every huddle. So he's trying to kind of be that leader the team needs, even though he's really young. As far as his play, he's been outstanding, according to multiple reports. He has been all over the field, um, getting in passing lanes. He's got those really long arms, and he's super tall, so he can disrupt passing lanes better than shorter linebackers can. He's got the speed to cover distances and really make an impact in the passing game, but he also has the nose for the ball in the running game. He's a player that could be very, very special. That's why a couple weeks ago I said that probably the safest jersey on the team, if you were to buy it right now, is, is Trey Edmonds. He is probably going to be here past his rookie contract. Sean McDermott loves linebackers. If McDermott and this team work out, he's just a prime candidate to be super successful going into his second season in the NFL. Uh, beyond that, everybody else is playing pretty well. Lorenzo Alexander was given a rest day on Sunday, and so the player that came in for him was Corey Thompson at linebacker, so you can probably you know, at least put him in pencil, if not pen, as that kind of fourth linebacker, a guy that can come in and uh, play special teams but also be a reserve in case one of those top linebackers gets hurt. Milano looks no worse for the wear from his injury, but we'll see once the, the live bullets start flying in the preseason how he's actually responding uh, to his treatment from his badly broken ankle. Uh, but again, I, he should be fine. Everything should be healed and, and, and ready to go. So the linebackers have been looking good. Um, as long as Lorenzo Alexander can keep finding that fountain of youth, wherever that is, and Tremaine Edmonds can take that next step and Matt Milano can return from injury, this should be a solid unit heading into the 2019 season. 
I can't really speak about Voshan Joseph very much because I haven't read anything about him doing anything well or not well. Um, I will say that he's running very low on the depth chart, but as a fifth round pick, it, I would find it hard to believe that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott would cut him this offseason, even with Maurice Alexander playing well. So if Maurice Alexander's going to play that linebacker in the big nickel role and they see Voshan Joseph doing the same thing, I doubt they would keep both of them. But I was able to get both of them on my 53-man roster, keeping seven linebackers in my uh, pre-training camp roster projection. So even if they just want to stash Joseph as a developmental prospect that's not going to play on Sunday um, and leave Maurice Alexander in there to play special teams and that big nickel role, I, I think that would work out pretty well for the Bills in the long run. Thanks for your question on the text line. We'll be right back after this quick break. At Fox 87 Sports 1 on Twitter asks us, Anything on the kickers? This is a good time to go through the battle at punter between the Corys. Corey Bajorquez has been much more consistent than Corey Carter throughout Bill's training camp. Uh, last year, Carter had a, a really good preseason and training camp, was booming punts. He's just been a little bit all over the place. Uh, Bajorquez is more consistent and uh, has had a better camp. He's clearly in the lead right now at punter. Uh, as far as the kickers go, uh, Stephen Hauschka's looked healthy, and that's really the biggest question mark at the position. It's not whether Chase McLaughlin can unseat Hauschka, it's whether is healthy or not. Hauschka has looked better. They gave him part of the day on Sunday off. Uh, if Sean Murphy uh, is correct in his reporting, he had a hat on for most of the day at practice as opposed to having his helmet in his hand or on his head. So uh, it looks like Hauschka's healthy and will be the kicker for the Bills going into 2019. Uh, again, that's the biggest question mark. McLaughlin's certainly capable as an undrafted free agent of coming in and taking the job if Hauschka was not recovered from his injury last year or just not the same player that he was before. But it seems like he's going to be back to full form in 2019. So that's your kicker update from Bill's training camp. Thanks for the question on Twitter at Rumlings Q&A. That's going to do it for our first training camp edition of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A. Make sure to keep sending in your questions as we continue covering the training camp and preseason into the 2019 Buffalo Bills regular season. 716-508-0405 is the way you can leave a voicemail. Always prefer the audio. You can also send a text message to that line as we saw today. Tweet us at rumblingsq and a with the word and spelled out in the middle. 
email buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook message, Instagram message, lots of ways to get in touch with us. Listen to all of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. We've got a bunch coming out this week, including a bunch of extra episodes from Nick and Nolan that you should go check out where they're sampling a whole bunch of food from Buffalo because they live in Cleveland and they don't get to Buffalo very often. So uh, check all that stuff out and uh, stay tuned for all of our coverage at buffalorumblings.com as the Bills go into the second week of training camp.